0: Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight, we are going to hopefully conclude our study of the miraculous. We are in part number six tonight. And uh, maybe we can get, uh, get concluded with this one story. We're not even yet through the whole story. We've read six, I believe, or five or six of the seven verses. And so uh, uh, tonight I want you to know that, that uh, sometimes people do all they can do. And it's not enough. Sometimes people work hard. They follow good advice. They're living right. And it still don't fix it. Sometimes what we need is a miracle. Sometimes what we need is not just good advice. Sometimes what we need is not just hard work. Sometimes what we need is not just all we can do. Sometimes we need God to get involved. Sometimes we need a God element to fix the problem, to make it work, to, to fill in the gaps, to meet the need. Uh, have you ever been up against something that, in your opinion, was just not going to change well that's what this woman in second kings four was facing and uh Jesus said it best whenever he was speaking to his disciples in Mark, the 10th chapter, verse 27. He, uh, uh, but Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Sometimes when you're up against something and, and you've worked hard and you've followed the good, good advice and, and you've been living right and you've been doing everything you should and you're doing it and you're doing it and you're doing it and you're doing everything you can and it's still not enough. What you're needing is a God intervention. What you're needing is a miracle. What you're needing is, is for God to touch that and for God to make it work. Because some things seem impossible for us. And they are impossible for us, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. As I said, this woman in 2 Kings 4, uh, she had a desperate need. Uh, there was nothing more that she could do it was like that woman who came and touched the hem of Jesus garment and in in the book of Mark chapter 5 you may remember that she had done all she could she had spent all she had she had spent years she had gone to every doctor and the Bible says she didn't get any better but rather she got worse you know that's that's sometimes what people face. That was evidently this woman in Second Kings four. Uh, this was her testimony. You know, uh, we know that 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 she was surprised we know that she was not prepared we know that, that that all of a sudden she found herself in a situation that she could do nothing about we don't expect we don't uh, we don't understand from this account that she was lazy that she had somehow you know a, a, a misspent her money or that somehow she uh, we understand that this came up on her and uh, most likely uh, you know she had done everything that she could and she had run out of everything she had nothing, she said. The only thing I have left is a little oil in a little jar. That's all I've got. I've got. I've used up everything I have trying to fix this. I've spent all the time I could because we know that the creditors weren't coming the day after her husband passed away, but rather in some period of time when she could no longer service the debt. No doubt she had given everything that she could, went everywhere she imagined, talked to everybody, uh, uh, you know, followed good advice, was evidently living right. You know, there's no correction she's given here that, uh, you know, you're in sin or you're, you know, there are things that limit God. We talked about that in this series, but evidently she was not in any of those places. And, And yet her situation, which wasn't her fault, grew worse. She never expected to be in such need. You know, this is not what she imagined for her future. Things had gone downhill quickly. You know, uh, good people can find themselves in a bad place. You know, good people. That's what we see here in 2 Kings 4. The indication is that she's good people. Good people in a bad place. She was at a very, very bad place. Let's read 2 Kings 4 beginning in verse 1. And a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Notice she kept her hand on her miracle. Do You know, sometimes things don't work because they won't work for anyone but you. Sometimes you are anointed for something and it will work for you. That's the way. If she had have delegated this particular thing, I don't know that it would have worked. There are, there are things in life that you are anointed for that work for you. They're easy for you. They're hard, difficult, or impossible for others. Don't be surprised when you are doing something that God has called you to do and it works easy for you. Uh, uh, Don't be surprised when it does not work easy for others. You know, sometimes people look at what someone else does. Uh, Maybe they they build a business. Maybe they are able to, uh, you know, uh, uh, do something else that's impressive. Maybe they're they're an athlete. Maybe they're, uh, you know, uh, uh, some other situation. And they look and they say, I could do that. I back up and say, no, probably not. Probably not because uh, there is an anointing. One of the reasons that people make things look easy is because most likely it's their calling, it's their gift. They're able to do it much better and easier than someone else looking on because no one knows really how hard they may be working, but they just make it look so easy. You know, that's what this woman is teaching us here in this, she kept her hand, she poured it out, okay? You know, they brought the vessels, she poured it out, shut the door. Keep your hand on your miracle. If it's not working, then maybe you need to get your hand on it a little more. Sometimes some things don't work because they won't work for anyone but you. Okay, Uh, We are called by God at times to do it God's way. So she poured out... Of this little jar into those vessels as her sons were bringing the vessels. Verse 6. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And and, uh, he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go, sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Some of the principles that we have reviewed so far in this particular account include that uh, the fact that God will never ask you to do what you cannot do. He will not ask us to do what we cannot do. If God asks you to do something, you can do it. You can do it. I've had so many experiences, and perhaps you have as well, that if God has said something to you, it will work for you. It just does. I I can't explain it, but God will never ask you to do something that you cannot do. And we also talked about the fact that prescriptions from God are like recipes for success. We need to follow the recipe. A prescription from God, God giving us steps to take, uh, is is, it's like a recipe for success. If we take those steps. Uh, Remember we talked about Naaman the leper. You may remember him. He's in the next chapter, chapter 5, going and dipping in the river Jordan seven times. Uh, uh, It worked because he did it the way God said do it. If he had dipped five times, he would have left with leprosy. If he had dipped six times, you know, Jesus sent the man to wash in the pool of Siloam. Had he have washed halfway down in someone's water picture that they were carrying, he would have been just as blind as he was before following directions are very important prescriptions from God not doing what someone else did but doing what we know what we believe what we receive what we understand God wants us to do and uh, God does not mind being very plain with us we also talked about the fact that we do not need to let anyone talk us out of our miracle don't let anyone talk you out of a miracle you know uh, uh, if if the widow in First Kings 17, who was asked by the prophet Elijah to make him a cake first, if she would have gone and asked her ten best friends, they would have talked her out of it. Okay? But she knew in her heart. The Bible says whenever she heard the word of the Lord, it did something to her. The indication is, is that it awakened the, the command of God in her life. It woke something up. And what she heard the prophet say, something on the inside of her said, yes, that's true. Truth hits us in a different way. When we have committed our life to the Son of God, as we talked about, uh, uh, then, then all of a sudden his word hits us in a different way. Uh, and and uh, it hit that woman in First Kings 17. What made her give her last meal and her son's last meal to that homeless man on the street? It was because something on the inside of her was a witness greater than anyone else could have advised her. And so don't let anyone talk you out of a miracle. Paul put it this way. The apostle Paul said, When I heard from God as to what I was supposed to do, immediately I did not confer with flesh and blood. Immediately I did not take man's testimony over God's word. Let God's word be a yea and an amen on the inside of us. Uh, we also talked about last week that full vessels limit God. You know, uh, if we are not pouring out what God pours in, if 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 we are not, uh, you know. God fills us up he, he's, he's filling us up tonight It's meant to be carried somewhere And emptied we are, we are broken bread We are poured out wine We are the oil that is meant for others We are fruit God's fruit Fruit is meant to be eaten by others If you are, are, are producing fruit All the fruit that you produce Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith Meekness and self-control All the fruit is meant for others it's not, you know, it's it's not consumed. It's meant to work on for others. You know that we love others. That we, you know, uh, it's it it's it's a reflection. It's meant to impact others. Full vessels uh, limit God. So m- make a practice of 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 encouraging, of pouring out, of of giving something that you have received. Uh, that's the way it increases planting seeds and this evening we're going to learn uh, another principle and that is simply that what we do with the little we have is what we will do with more this is this is a fact what we do uh, with with the little that we have is exactly what we will do with more now uh, 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 I didn't say that Uh, Jesus did I'm just repeating what he said. Uh, The truth is confirmed, recorded in Luke 16. Let me read a few verses in chapter 16 of Luke before we get back here to this particular truth. Uh, uh, Verse 10 in Luke 16 says this. Jesus was speaking. He said, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. What you do with the little you have is exactly what you will do with more. This is what Jesus knows. And so... Therefore, he said, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon or in money, who will commit to you the true riches? You know, money is the very base element of life. And, and, and if you haven't been uh, uh, faithful uh, with, with, with money, then, then is, is God going to really commit to you things that are much more weighty and matter so much more? And uh, verse 12, and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Oh, Jesus is really uh, talking to the, to the Pharisees here. Uh, and, 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 and verse 13, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and he will love the other, or else he will be loyal to one uh, and, and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Verse 14, Now the Pharisees who were lovers of money. Oh, isn't that interesting? He really just says, you know, you don't know what the Pharisees were? They were lovers of money. Uh, uh, Also heard all these things, and they derided him. Verse 15, and Jesus said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. You know, we esteem uh, riches, it's 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 the way of men men esteem riches i mean you know we look at bill gates and we automatically think he's smart he might be okay because we esteem riches okay but what men esteem god counts as 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 lowly as as, as not really you know uh we we look at wealth and at riches and and this figures in to second kings four You see, the Pharisees were lovers of money. They were not necessarily lovers of God. They justified themselves before men, but before God, they were uh, unrighteous. Why? Because they loved money more than they loved God. They loved provision. If we were to take that money that, and, 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 and multiply it into what it actually does for us, it gives us houses and lands. It, it provides for us. Uh, it, uh, money provides a lot of opportunity, a lot of comfort, all kinds of things. And these are the things that most people crave and, and run after. And so uh, 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 the, the Pharisees uh, put these things above God. Um, and, and the woman that we have been studying in 2 Kings chapter 4, what did she need? She was just the opposite. She was not like one of the Pharisees in Jesus' day, but rather she was a lover of God, not a lover of money. Uh, uh, you know, evidently, her being married to a prophet and being uh, you know, uh, the wife of a prophet who feared God because she said to Elisha, you know that he feared God. You know that he was a righteous man, an honest man, a man who lived according to God's. Uh, he was faithful to God. Evidently being raised, the, the, the sons being raised in that home were also impacted by godly parents. And uh, and evidently she also was a part and a partner of that godly relationship and a godly home and a God-fearing home. They loved God. They didn't just love money okay they didn't just love comfort they didn't just love things uh, you know and, and and things are not bad to have uh, you know god does not mind us having things he doesn't want things to have us and the pharisees uh, it, it wasn't that they had money it was that money had them and uh, uh, but evidently this was not the way it was with this woman because she testified about her husband and uh, uh, you know and and so you know in, in In verse 1, we saw in 2 Kings 4 where she went. There was a certain woman of the of of, 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 you know of the wives of the prophets who went to Elisha, who went to the prophet. She went to the prophet. That equals, as we spoke of our, in our first part, that equaled going to God. You know, uh, today we go to Jesus. He is our prophet, our priest. Uh, you know, He is our mediator. At that time in history, there was not a Jesus to go to, there, 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 there was a prophet or a priest that you could go to. And so she did everything that she could to get to God. She had a need. Uh, uh, what was her need? Well, what what was uh, her real need was that her sons would be set free. You know, that was her real need. Now, God could have met it a lot of ways. Okay, and it wasn't that she just needed money. She didn't go to the prophet and say, "I need money," but money would have fixed it. She didn't go to the prophet and say, I need to be, you know, translated, me and my son's into a different state, you know, uh, I need to move, you know? Uh, you know, I need vengeance, I need this guy, you know, bumped off, you know, uh, do you have, can you go down there and get him in a headlock and make him forgive the debt? I mean, uh, there, 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 were a, there, there were a dozen things that could have been done to accomplish her need, She needed, her. she presented that my sons are going to be enslaved. And so here in presenting this need, she she went to the prophet when all she had was a little jar of oil. But we get down to verse 7. Now this woman that only had a little jar of oil, she now had a house full of oil. Her house was filled with all. This little woman who didn't have anything now has everything. This little woman who who did not have it within her hand to deliver her sons now had it within her hand to deliver her sons. But she didn't do it. Rather, verse 7 she went back to the prophet she went to the prophet when she only had a little oil she went back to the prophet when she had a house full of oil she wasn't looking to the money for her salvation she was looking to god she wasn't looking for all the oil she wasn't looking she you know uh, what's what's going on here well the fact of the matter is she understands blessings belong to god the god who blessed me that's his oil that's not my oil It's his miracle. It's his oil. And sometimes when people pray and they are are blessed with a miracle, they imagine the miracles for me. Well, God did use the miracle for her, but she knew that was not her choice. She knew the blessing belonged to God. Sometimes if we're not watchful, we can receive a blessing a miracle from god and we can imagine that the miracle belongs to us this little woman teaches us a very good lesson she realized that she was no better off rich than she was poor if she did not follow god if she did not please god She was no better off at the end of the miracle than she was at the beginning. She still wanted her sons to be saved and she wasn't depending on the money to do it. She wasn't depending on the oil to do it. She was depending on God to do it. This woman shows us a little difference here in that she went to the prophet when she had nothing but she still went to God when she had everything. Oh, come on now. That's better preaching than the amen. All it is is an encouragement for us to tweak our minds just a little bit. We all have great hearts. We all have willing hearts. But sometimes if we're not watchful, we can miss the greater picture, the greater element of the story, the greater account. It took more faith, I believe, For her to go back to the prophet after she had the ability to set her sons free. (laughs) It doesn't always get easier to serve God with more stuff. Hello. In fact, I would submit to you the opposite is true. Ask the Pharisees we can become lovers of stuff you know she still needed God Evidently, she realized that, you know, Moses cautioned the children of Israel. Do you remember in Deuteronomy 6 and verse 12, he told them, listen, when you go into the land and when you live in houses you didn't build and when you drink of vineyards that you didn't plan and you eat of the fields and, 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 and you're in rest and in safety, don't forget God. That was the greatest admonition that Moses could give just before he went to be with his uh, creator in heaven. It was the greatest encouragement he had left. I know serving God in a desert is easy. But you're going to move into a place of prosperity. You continue to serve the Lord. You're going to live in houses and you're going to have vineyards and God's going to bless you. Oh, don't forget God. You see, because what you do with what you have shows who you are and what you believe what you do with what you have right now, because what you do with a little is what you will do with more. Don't forget God. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.